2: I'm worried about winning. I think the rest will take care of itself. You know, it's yeah, it's good for the quarterback position overall. I'd be lying if we, we said otherwise, but uh, I'm worried about winning right now. Uh, you know, there's I don't know the timeline on it. You know, we haven't talked about it because I'm worried about winning this season. I'm not doing the negotiations, so quite frankly, I don't give a damn. I'm worried about winning week one, then going on to week two and focusing on that week one week at a time, and, that, and that's my mindset. So no matter how many times I get asked this question throughout the year, it's going to be the same answer because that's just the truth.
3: Good Monday afternoon to you. Hope you had a great weekend. Baker Mayfield talking at the Orange and Brown practice yesterday. Let's welcome in Mary Kay Cabot, Brown's beat reporter for cleveland.com and the plane dealer. Mary Kay, you said that's exactly the mindset Baker Mayfield should have, correct?
4: Yes, 100%. I mean, he should not care because it actually behooves him uh, if they don't get it done before the season, it behooves him to go out there and pad that resume a little bit, uh, to go out and show that he belongs up in that same pay grade with Josh Allen, who is now making $43 million a year as the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes. And then Lamar Jackson is going to make something very similar if he gets his done before the season. So, Baker Mayfield doesn't necessarily have the same resume that those guys have in terms of a Pro Bowl or a runner-up for MVP or an MVP in the case of of Jackson, uh, multiple trips to the postseason. He he doesn't have a top 10 ranking or anything like that. Uh, So, it really behooves him to go out in this Kevin Stefanski offense and show exactly what he is and what he is capable of when you put a full season together essentially starting with midway through last year and then the first part of this year if you have that body of work uh you can sit down at the bargaining table and say here's who i am one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl
3: and really in fairness um, to, to baker mayfield there were a bunch of circumstances early that you know were not great for him that josh allen and lamar jackson didn't have to overcome but I, to your point point. He's in a good system now. They know what his strengths are. And you would expect this to be kind of a jumping off point where he's going up and ascending.
4: Well, absolutely. You know, it's going to be a little bit difficult, I think, in the early going to compare Baker right to a Josh Allen right now. uh, Because as I mentioned before, uh, you know, he doesn't have uh, the same pedigree at the moment. Uh, But I think he's going to get it. And like you said, it, it was a jumping off point uh, last year when he started, when the lights really came on, he was the second best quarterback in the last seven games of last season, and just only to Patrick Mahomes. So when you put that all together and then what you saw in the playoffs, which again were excellent, that victory over the Steelers, uh, then you start to see the body of work and what he's going to be able to do in this offense not only just with what he has around him on offense, but now what he has around him on defense. I had a number of NFL quarterbacks over the years tell me that their best friend is an amazing defense. And now he's gonna have a defense that can really supply him with a lot of takeaways, help set him up in great field position, uh, continue to get off the field and get the ball back for the offense. So, uh, you know, now they've got a defense that can complement the offense And there's just a lot of reason to believe that he's going to be very successful in the first part of this season uh, for the contract purposes and then for the rest of it for playoff purposes.
3: Keyshawn Johnson, former NFL receiver now on ESPN, had this to say about Baker Mayfield and the contract relative to Josh Allen's.
5: If you're winning me divisions and we're getting into the playoffs and we're advancing into the second and in the third round, let's go. Let's go. So his value to that franchise would be worth $150 million guaranteed. It's worth $150 million guaranteed right now, as far as I'm concerned. Now, he might not be on the open market worth that, right? He may not be on the open. But in Cleveland, fact, here, here's he what is. I would say. In fact, he is not worth that on the open market. He's not worth it on the open market. But he ain't on open market. He's our baby. And because he's our baby, yeah. we've got to take care of him the right way. Now, again, it may be 145. Or 152.
1: But he will give a damn about that, though. But he's he going says he doesn't to, give a damn. He's he
5: going to surpass $140 million in guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. I, I will step on the table with that one.
3: And and Mary Kay, I think the point is value is relative to what you're being asked to do. And the Browns are going to ask him to take him to the playoffs and take him to the Super Bowl.
4: Absolutely. I mean, they suffered for many, many, many years without a franchise quarterback now they feel that they have their man they believe that he can take them to the promised land and win multiple super bowls so you're going to pay the premium for that he's going to get paid it's just a matter of sort of how and when and nobody's in a huge rush because i think uh you know i think baker actually wanted to see if the market was going to increase with josh allen and we figured it probably would but uh you know you didn't, You weren't sure if he would get like right around what Dak got or uh, if, if he would exceed that, and he's exceeded it. And now you kind of have to see what uh, what Lamar Jackson does in terms of his yearly average, and that will also potentially inform what they do with Baker Mayfield. But, you, but you're right, value is relative, and his value to the Browns is extremely high right now. And again, they could either get it done before the season, during the season, or perhaps even after the season.
3: Yeah, and the price of NFL quarterbacks is going to go up. It, it, <laughs> there's a reason everybody considers it the most important position in sports. Uh, let's shift our focus a little bit. Orange and brown practice, as they call it now um, at First Energy Stadium. What did you take away from that? What did you see? What, um, were there guys that stood out? Just uh, give us kind of a, a takeaway from the orange and brown practice.
4: Yeah, there were a couple of guys that stood out and did a really, really nice job. Uh, I would say David Njoku, he really, really helped himself in the Orange and Brown scrimmage, caught a couple of touchdown passes, and, and really hung onto the ball. He's doing a better job with that lately. Harrison Bryant did the same thing. Uh, Case Keenum uh, did a phenomenal job in his two chances at the first two-minute drills of camp. Uh, Baker got two, Case got two. Uh, Case ended both of his with touchdowns, touchdown passes, one to Harrison Bryant, one to David Njoku against the first team defense. Baker did not fare as well in the two minute drill. And he mentioned that afterwards. He knows he's got to do better in that. Uh, and he was going against the second team defense. So uh, you would have expected that that he would have moved the ball a little bit better than he did. Uh, but again, it was a practice, so you don't get too caught up in it. He did a really nice job in the red zone, threw a lot of touchdown passes in red zone drills, so he was absolutely fine there. Uh, Other standouts included, you know, Nick Chubb looked great. Kareem Hunt looked amazing. Donovan Peoples-Jones just continues to impress. He really has sort of nailed down, I think, that third receiver job for the most part, But. You can never really count out Richard Higgins because he's got such great chemistry with Baker Mayfield. So lots of good things going on offensively.
3: Um, what about the atmosphere? Uh, you know, we, we kind of heard about it and um, people were waiting to get in line. And, you know, there's around 30,000 people at a practice. What was it like at First Energy Stadium?
4: Well, you can tell that, that Cleveland Browns fans are just all about this football team. The town is now painted orange and brown. People are so excited. There were a lot of chants of Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and here we go, Brownies, here we go, Brownies. Everybody dressed in their orange. I mean, it was, you know, it was almost like the olden days when uh, when I was covering Bernie Kosar and the AFC Championship years. I mean, there it sort of has that vibe back to it where the whole city is just behind this football team. And it was actually nice to see that many people in the stadium because – all of last year, we didn't see that many people in the stadium. They had 12,000 max. Uh, so to see 30,000 in there and to hear the roar of the crowd, uh, it, it was great. It was great for the players, tons of energy. Uh, they got a nice message from Baker Mayfield beforehand, a nice message from Kevin Stefanski, and it was just a great afternoon overall.
3: Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat reporter for the plane dealer, as well as Cleveland.com, and I'm going to step aside, take a quick time out on the other side of the break. We'll hear what Dan Orlovsky has as far as projections for year two of Baker Mayfield in this Kevin Stefanski system. Also, we'll talk some more contract extensions that may have begun discussions. Sports for CLE. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Life is getting back on track, and
6: you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to try-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. So, what are you waiting for? Register now for fall classes. Try-C
1: is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At The Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original. The Original Mattress Factory.
3: Mr. continues. We continue talking Browns football with Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat reporter for The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN has projected what he thinks Baker Mayfield will do in year two in Kevin Stefanski's system. These projections based on what some quarterbacks have done in year two in similar systems
0: 67% completion percentage or more. Okay. 37 or more touchdowns. Yep. Less than 11 interceptions and 4,500 yards. A huge jump from year one to year two. Yeah, We have empirical data that says when quarterbacks go from year one to year two in this Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, Kevin Stefanski type of system, the quarterbacks take a huge jump. We've seen it with Jared Goff. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. We've seen it with Matt Ryan. Just the data shows that when you go from your Marcus, you remember last year. Look at Matt Ryan. I'm going to look to my left so I can see it better. Matt Ryan went from year one to year two under Kyle shannon. Yards per attempt, almost 2.2 yards per m- more. Obviously, 17 more touchdowns and cut his interceptions in more than half. QBR jumped a ton. Yeah. Do we have the Aaron Rodgers graphic? It was the Aaron Rodgers graphic under Matt LaFleur. Same type of system that Kevin Stefanski runs. <laughs> Rodgers jumped up 9% in his completion percentage. Almost 20 or 22 more touchdowns, and the QBR went up 30. Now, those are great players, right? One of the greatest of all time, and, and obviously a guy who's trending as a Hall of Famer. But those are guys that Baker Mayfield, to take a number one overall, should try to emulate.
3: And uh, Mary Kay, the thing that I would say is, uh, for the first time, he's in the same system for a second year, so that jump might even be a little bit more significant
4: yeah, it might be. And Dan Orlovsky makes such great points there. It is so true uh, that the quarterbacks in this system absolutely one hundred percent flourish. They take that jump, that leap up. And we saw it, uh, you know, we, we saw it happen even in the second half of last season, where uh, the touchdowns went way up, the interceptions went way down. and i can I can see it. and I think that is why uh, that is why I'm saying, and that I wrote the column today saying that, it behooves Baker Mayfield to go out there and grab himself some more of this offense before he sits down at the bargaining table. And if he's on his way to 37 touchdowns and fewer than 11 interceptions and his completion percentage is in the seventies and all of those good things that happen in this offense, uh, then he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid more than he would have, uh, you know, right now, probably. Uh, And then again, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, he's got everything around him. Uh, to, to be successful. I, you know, I've been talking to people that really see great things ahead for Jed Wills jr. You've got Odell Beckham jr. Coming back. You've got a much, much better defense. So I think it is all set up uh, for Baker to be a wildly successful this season.
3: Yeah, I would agree. Let's turn our attention to another guy um, that has the fifth-year option picked up. But um, reports are that the Browns have started to talk extension with Denzel Ward. Have, have you heard any of of those kind of uh, things as well that uh, they might be trying to get a deal done uh, to extend the cornerback Denzel Ward?
4: Well, first of all, you know we only need to look or listen to Denzel Ward himself because he told us at minicamp that his agents have started talking to the Cleveland Browns about his extension. So that came right from him. You know, we don't know, you know, a lot of times people think, you know, you have to wait for, uh, you know, for the tablets to come down uh, from somewhere (laughs) nationally. It doesn't have to be that, okay? Uh, You know, locally we cover it pretty well here and uh, we've all written stories about Denzel Ward saying and telling us point blank uh, that his agents have started talking. So we've all written that story uh, before. This is nothing new. We knew that those talks have begun. Of course, you're not going to wait until training camp is underway before you decide to check in with Denzel Ward about his contract. It doesn't work that way. Uh, So yeah, he um, they're having discussions of course. And uh, I would say that he's probably one that I would think might be the next one to get done. Uh, You know, Wyatt Teller, I mean, that's another one, too, that's very interesting. But you could also let that one go a little bit and see what happens in the offseason in terms of whether or not you want to pay him double-digit millions. You'd have to probably make him the highest-paid offensive lineman on the team. And I don't even think they believe that he's the best guard on the team. I think they believe that Joel Petonio is still the better guard of the two. Uh, So I think they would be more apt to do Denzel and therefore uh, his is a lot easier, a lot less money than you're going to have to pay Baker Mayfield, I could see him being next.
3: And it's important to note, like Baker Mayfield, he's wrapped up for a couple years because he was a first-round pick, so that he does have that fifth-year option that Nick Chubb didn't have. So that was why Nick Chubb made sense to be the first one to get done.
4: Yeah, you've got Denzel and Baker Mayfield. Their fifth-year options are picked up. Now, ideally, you want to get the long-term deals done. You know, you want to have these guys wrapped up. You want to have that kind of those boxes checked. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, it's not the you know the worst thing in the world because they do have them under contract through 2022 at a pretty nice sum for both. I don't see it going that way. I think both will get extended uh, before too long. Uh, again, Denzel maybe a little bit sooner than than Baker, perhaps. Uh, just depending on on how things go over the next uh, few weeks or few months. Uh, But again, Denzel, and and he's due to probably make $18 million a year, somewhere around there. Uh, You know, I just think it's just a a less complicated contract. You're not going to be basing all of your roster decisions over the next five years on Denzel's contract. It's a pretty standard high contract, but not like Baker's will be, which will be obviously uh, significantly more than double that.
3: You know, we touched on this a little bit last segment. Um, Talk to us about the, the tight end group um, and, and how they've been doing in training camp. And, and um, it, it seems like they're starting to get um, some chemistry with Baker Mayfield, that tight end group.
4: Well, they are. I mean, I will say that, that Austin Hooper had a very challenging day yesterday. But for the most part, it seemed like an anomaly because he was having a really nice camp. He and Baker have worked hard on their chemistry together. They're good friends. They get they get along really well. They want to make this work. Uh, the Browns would like Austin Hooper to have a larger role in the offense this season from a receiving standpoint. So, you know, they're working really hard on it. I don't know what was going on with Austin Hooper at the uh, Orange and Brown practice yesterday. He dropped maybe three or four passes. It was very bizarre. Sometimes a guy will have a day like this, and you just can't shake it off. It's like going out onto the golf course, and you just can't hit the ball right. I mean, there are days for those of us who golf uh, that have days like that where it's just not your day. And yesterday was certainly not Austin Hooper's day, but I think he'll come back strong from that. Today's a day off. I think he'll, you know, maybe he'll look at the film, maybe he won't. Um, But I think he'll come back strong tomorrow, make whatever adjustments he needs to make, um, maybe get on the judge machine again a little bit or something like that. But uh, I think I'm going to chalk that one up to just one of those days and, uh, you know, and I, I really do see better things ahead for him. And as you mentioned, uh, the other two guys did a really nice job. David Njoku, let's talk about him for one second. David Njoku has gone through a lot of adversity in his early years on, you know, in this job. Uh, in the Freddie Kitchens years, he was completely in the doghouse. then uh, he also had, he had the broken wrist. And, you know, that was a complete setback for him. Uh, you know, to break that wrist and to be out for, you know, 10, 11 games or whatever he was out for. Uh, Then last year, he didn't really want to be here. He was not all in with the program. He wasn't bought in. Uh, When he saw that they went out and signed Austin Hooper and they drafted Harrison Bryant, he saw the writing was on the wall, or at least he felt like it was, and he didn't feel that there was going to to be a place for him or a big enough role for him. He wants to be a number one tight end. I think he can actually be a number one tight end. I tweeted this yesterday during the orange and brown practice. I think David Njoku is capable of eight touchdown catches at least per year, if given the opportunities. Now in this offense, he might not get those chances, but that's what I think he is capable of just from a sheer throw it up to him in the end zone and let him go get it type of situation. Uh, And he demonstrated some of that yesterday. Uh, again now he's is bought in he did not want to be here all the way through the trade deadline last year he still had one foot out the door now he's here he's playing under his six million dollar fifth year option and you can see that he wants to be here right now and he knows it's a contract year as well he wants to go to the super Bowl. he's trying really really hard and i see good things for him this season
3: Mary Kay Kevitt, Browns beat reporter for Cleveland.com, and the Plain Dealer and I are going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, we'll talk defensive tackles for the Browns. We'll also get a look at uh, where some NFL experts, uh, the national experts, view the power rankings for the Browns. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us.
6: Life is getting back on track, and so is the job market. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified or train for a new career, go to tri-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. Register now for online and on-campus classes. Tri-C is where
1: futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At The Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, The Original Mattress Factory.
3: The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. Sports for CLE continues. We continue talking Browns football. ESPN's Jeff Darlington talked about the AFC. AFC is a tough conference, and the AFC North, with the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers kind of beating each other up, also tough. Here's what Jeff Darlington thought could be a separating factor.
6: The second you you criticize the Browns in any capacity, they'll come at you, meaning the fan base, to say, like, no, look at us. Like, look what we did last year against the Steelers. But I'm not just talking about the division. We're talking about being the cream of the crop in the NFL. Like, getting out of the division is going to be difficult in its own right. You've got uh, two teams in the Steelers and the Ravens that feel like they could definitely compete with the Browns for the division and a team in the Bengals that's starting to rise with Burrow. We'll see about them. But, like, the point there is, like, they're going to eat each other alive within the own division. Can they then get out of that and handle the Chiefs, the Titans, the Bills? Like That, to me, feels like a challenge that, to Neat's point, it's going to require Baker Mayfield being more of an elite quarterback than he has shown so far.
3: Let's bring back in Mary Kay Cavett. Mary Kay, I think that's a valid point, but I also think, as we talked earlier, Baker's set to do that this year.
4: Yeah, and you know what? I've said this so many times before, and I really, truly believe it. That 2019 season, he's still trying to shake off the reputation that he gained in 2019 under Freddie Kitchens in a very disorganized and discombobulated offense uh, in which he threw 21 interceptions, which was second in the NFL, only to gunslinging Jameis Winston. Baker Mayfield is still trying to live down the reputation he got in that year where he just did not look very good. And it's almost like people gloss right over what he did in the second half of last season to get this team into the playoffs and to win their first playoff game in how many every year. So uh, you know, he, he has some of that to overcome, but I do think that it's good for him in a way. I think he operates a little better when he's doubted, when his back is against the wall, and when people don't believe he can do it. If everything coming out about Baker Mayfield was positive the way that it was heading into that 2019 season, you know, maybe he, you know, maybe he works just uh, a smidge less hard than than he has been or something like that. I mean, he always works hard, but, uh, you know, I I think it fuels him. It lights a fire under him to be somewhat doubted. And we are hearing plenty of that uh, from different people. Now, not Dan Arlovsky. Dan Arlovsky is firmly in Baker's corner and he's a former quarterback. He knows what he's talking about. uh, And I think that says a lot. But there are plenty of other people who just aren't a hundred percent bought in yet.
3: Yeah, you know it's it is very interesting. It, the 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 people that have played the position or the offensive players are the ones that seem to be more understanding of what Baker Mayfield is going through. I, I think you make a very valid point. So, ESPN Power Football in, uh, Football Power Index. Browns sixth highest in the NFL and it's kind of interesting so they they go through probabilities of winning the division Ravens 43 percent chance to win the division Browns up at a 40 percent chance and the Browns a 10 percent chance to be in the Super Bowl those all seem pretty much on target to me I, I that seems pretty pretty rational from what um, you know I'm thinking you know the Ravens Browns are going to battle out in the north is basically what they're saying
4: yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I, I don't think enough nationals are giving the Browns credit for what they've done in this offseason to improve the defense, which I think brings them way up more on par with the Ravens than they, than they were before. That was the problem. I mean, if you even if you look back to that Ravens-Browns game in, in Cleveland uh, that the Ravens pulled out there at the end, I mean, that's a game where if you have a better defense— you're winning that football game. If you have a better defense, there's a darn good chance uh, you're beating the Kansas City Chiefs in that game and advancing to the AFC championship game where anything could have happened. Uh, so now they uh, you know, they just have so much more talent on that side of the ball. And I don't know if people have caught up to that yet and really realize and understand what potentially that defense could look like. Because what I'm looking at in practice, Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett blasting off the edges and then Malik Jackson looks terrific on the inside. I mean, just all the way across the board at every level of defense, they just look so much better. I think they're going to be really big in the turnover takeaway game, and that's huge. I mean, you're going to win uh, the majority of your football games if you are winning the turnover battle, and I think they will do that. So, I mean, I I, right now, if I had to rank Browns and Ravens and put one on top of the other, uh, it's a little tough, but – I don't know. There's part of me that, that might really want to put the Browns ahead right
3: now. Yeah, I, again, I think it's 1-1-A, one, one and I, I couldn't argue with anybody who said, if somebody said, I think the Ravens are a little better, all right, I'll listen to it. If somebody said, I think the Browns are a little better, I'd listen to it. If you say one is significantly better than the other, that I'm not, I'm not listening to necessarily. It, kind of an interesting tweet from um, Aditi Kikabala uh, from NFL Network tweeted – that um, before when she covered Browns, Steelers, and Ravens, there was a marked difference between the Steelers and Ravens practices compared to the Browns. That difference no longer exists, and she clarified it. Tone, tenor, tempo, intensity, focus, professionalism, basic basic talent level, camaraderie. Um, Again, this kind of speaks, Mary Kate, to the culture, um, I think, and and the way that um, Kevin Stefanski, his coaching staff, and Andrew Barry have kind of turned things around with the Browns it's it's evident to people who travel to different practices now
4: yeah and you know it's the same thing that we have been saying and writing here uh all along I mean it's it's pretty obvious uh that that well first of all this is the best roster that I've ever covered so absolutely hands down from top to bottom and then all the way through in terms of depth uh this is the most talented roster that I have ever covered So, and I've been doing this for a long time. So yeah, I would have to agree that, you know, they're just right up there on par from a professionalism standpoint. And that's what it takes. When you bring in an Andrew Barry and a Kevin Stefanski, things turn around very quickly. And I've always said this about culture. The easiest way to change a culture is to acquire a bunch of really good football players and win football games. That's the number one way to change the culture. Everything else flows from there. When you start to win football games, then you can attract the Jadavian Clownies and and players like that. Uh, So it it really starts with winning football games and and being professional.
3: So we've talked about the upgrades um, on defense, and these are – let me ask you about a a couple of guys that are maybe a little bit more under the radar. Andrew Billings and Malik Jackson, do you think those two have kind of – locked up the defensive tackle spots and, and I know you know Sheldon Richardson was a really good player but is that part of the upgrade um just along that line
4: yeah I mean I think in the early going that's the way that it's going to start out to be Uh, I I really think that, you know, first of all, you know, Malik looks so so solid. Andrew looks really good. He's going to be shaking off a little bit of rust. He's lost 20 pounds. Uh, He's going to shake off the rust of, of being out an entire season last year. But he looks really good, too. So, yeah, I would say that's the way that it will start. And there are plenty of other guys that can roll in there and rotate in. So it's a pretty strong position now. You see some young guys doing some pretty cool things. Tommy Togiai is in there. Jordan Elliott. I mean, Jordan Elliott is working really, really hard. One thing I've noticed about Jordan Elliott, he really spends a lot of time with the Malik Jacksons and with the Jadavian Clownies, picking their brains and, you know, working, doing extra reps off to the side and things like that. He's working at this tremendously and good for him because you kind of see him coming up that learning curve, but there's a lot of bodies in there. Right now, Malik, Jack, uh, Malik McDowell is going to be out for a little while, probably with the oblique that he suffered during the orange and brown yesterday. That's unfortunate. I've been watching him a lot. What a big human being he is. And if they can harness some of that talent to go with that size, you know, they could be onto something with him there, but this is a setback for him.
3: Mary Kay Cabot, Browns Beat Reporter for Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. And I'm going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, um We'll take a look at some guys who uh, we'll keep an eye on in the preseason games. And a a former Cleveland uh, reporter who is now on the national scene says the whole Browns thing has a very familiar feel to him. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with
1: us. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original. The Original Mattress Factory.
3: The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. continue talking Browns football here on Sports for CLE. Chris Broussard, a, a former Plain Dealer reporter, also worked at the Beacon Journal, um, was asked a, a, a word to describe what's going on with the Browns, and he said it has a very familiar feel.
7: I was there the last time the Browns were special. I mean, I know it was three decades ago, but I was there. I've been in the dog pound as a fan. All right, I remember Bernie Kosar, Ernest Viner Kevin Mack all, losing to three throughout to Denver three times in four years in the AFC title game. I was there. For all of that, 40,000 fans for practice, this is what we do in Cleveland, all right? This is the type of fan base we have in Cleveland. Yes, I'm claiming it. I'm from there. I know LeBron put Northeast Ohio on the map in terms of basketball, but Cleveland is really a football city.
3: Let's bring back in Mary Kay Cabot and uh, Mary Kay, can't argue with him. He, I do remember, Chris, uh, being here and covering uh, those Bernie Kosar teams, as I'm sure you do, um, and he's right. It, it does have that kind of feel.
4: It really does. Once again, the town is painted orange and brown. Every single place that I go, everyone wants to talk to me about the Cleveland Browns. Honestly, I don't know uh, you know, what anybody would ever have to say to me if it weren't about, <laughs> if it weren't about the Cleveland Browns. Everybody is all abuzz about this football team right now. And people are so excited about it. And it's great because the young, the younger generation, uh, they're getting involved and, and that's terrific to see because we had a little bit of a lost generation there for a while and they are coming back onto to the bandwagon and they're coming back in droves. And there are so many cool young guys on this team that I think they're going to be able to uh, buy those jerseys and get to know them and identify with these players and, and really just kind of fall in love with this football team. I mean, these guys are so interactive with the fans. Miles Garrett, uh, you know, Greg Newsome, you see them on, on social media. John Johnson the third. I mean, th- there's a new energy. There's a new life, and it's really fun to, to watch it all happening.
3: You know, a, a guy that we've talked to him some about, you know, kind of needing to step things up, Mac Wilson, linebacker. What have you seen from him in training camp and um, – I, I, I've seen you write some good things. I'm happy to hear that because um, it, it looks like Mac realizes he needs to turn it up a notch or two.
4: Yeah, you know what? I had been thinking, and I, I talked about it on a podcast one day, and then the next day he came out and really, you know, kind of confirmed what I was saying was that you know we underestimated what he went through last year with the hyperextended knee. And, uh, you know, that that was a difficult injury Mm -hmm. to come back from. And he missed the first three or four games of the season. And he was never really himself after that. And I just assumed and figured that, you know, it probably lingered throughout the year. And as it turned out, you know, he talked about how he went to a dark place. He thought about quitting football. He wasn't himself. He graded out very low. I mean, pro football focus. I mean, he was somewhere in, you know, in the 30s. And starter numbers are up in like the 70s. So, uh, he he did not grade out well at all. He did not play well, and uh, you know it could have possibly been the end of the road for him. But it was it's a great story. He found out he was having a a child, and that turned out to be his son Mac II, who was just born last week. Uh, congratulations to Mac and to the family. Uh, but you know it changed things for him. And then he got healthy. That always helps. And then he attached himself at the hip uh, to Anthony Walker, a great mentor. So all these things have come together, and right now he is the first team weak side
3: linebacker that is outstanding uh, that's good news for uh, mac wilson let's hope he continues to keep that up so dog pound daily five players to watch in the preseason um let's go through three we'll break this down three and then uh two um drew forbes uh Offensive tackle, he opted out last year. Curtis Weaver, kind of the mystery man that the Browns claimed pretty quickly when he was injured last year. And then Grant Delpit coming back. All, all three of those important preseason uh, snaps, do you think?
4: Well, I'll tell you what. Grant Delpit, and I, I wrote over the weekend and kind of you know broke the story that Grant Delpit was suffering from some other injury besides his Achilles. I wasn't sure the exact nature of the injury. But Coach Kevin Stefanski revealed yesterday after the scrimmage that it's a hamstring that he's been dealing with. So I would have to say we're not going to see too much more of Grant Delpit anytime soon. You don't want to mess around with those hamstrings. They're being very cautious with all those guys. There are too many hamstring injuries right now, by the way. Uh, But Grant's got one of them. So I don't think you're going to see – you're not going to see him playing. There's no way you're going to see him playing in Jacksonville. Um, Now, the other guys, yeah, I I think uh, Curtis Weaver right now, with Tack McKinley out, he'll get some better – Opportunities himself. And Tack, that's another big storyline right now. They thought Tack could come in, be the third man in that defensive end rotation behind Miles and Jadavian Clowney. Now he's out indefinitely. We're not quite sure when he'll be back, but he's struggling with some kind of a personal issue.
3: Okay. And Drew Forbes is the guy that opted out last year for COVID reasons. And, and again, um, you know, could be a, a, a nice depth piece on that offensive line. So, Malik McDowell, you, we've talked about him. He's banged up, so we won't see him with that oblique injury. Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, is preseason where, uh, a chance where he might be able to shine as well?
4: Yeah, I think so, because you're not going to see Odell Beckham Jr. play in the preseason game. You're going to see a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones. And the other thing is, Rashard Higgins, he had a rolled ankle, so you know you don't want to wear him out either. So it's it's going to be a lot of some of these younger guys. You don't need to use uh, Jarvis Landry much in a preseason game either. You know, once a guy gets up there, and they're going to be turning, you know, 29 this year. You know, you you really don't want to, uh, you know, to overuse those guys in the preseason. So you're going to see a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones, some of Rashard Higgins. You're going to see Kedar Hodge, Jamarcus Bradley, Alexander. Well, Alexander Hollins is another hamstring guy too. Um, so yeah, some of these guys are a little bit banged up, but but those are some of the names that you'll see there.
3: Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat reporter for Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer, as always, Mary Kay. Appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks very much.
4: Thanks for having me.
3: All right, Mary Kay Cabot, make sure you read her in The Plain Dealer as well as Cleveland.com. We're going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, we will be joined by another Browns beat reporter for The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Ellis Williams, straight ahead. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us.
6: Life is getting back on track, and so is the job market. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified, or train for a new career, go to tri-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. Register now for online and on-campus classes. Tri-C is where futures begin.
3: The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. back to sports for cle we continue talking browns football let's welcome in ellis williams browns beat reporter for plain dealer and cleveland.com ellis appreciate the time and um and insight as always biggest takeaways from training camp and the orange and brown practice um you, you've been there out in berea you've been at first energy stadium what's the biggest takeaway from from those yeah you know
2: i'm sure you're, you've heard a lot about donovan people's joe and so and I have a feeling we'll talk about him later. So that that's an obvious one. I think overall, though, it's important to keep in mind that the storylines, the, the spectacle that follows some of these NFL training camps just doesn't exist for the Browns because of their roster construction and situation. You know, there's no rookie quarterback waiting in the wings or no big wide receiver signing, even though one is coming back from injury. But, and you know, there's no new head coach or no new drama or a coordinator or wondering who's calling the plays. There's really no questions aside from a few minor things. So truthfully, my biggest takeaway has just been the steady increase in what Kevin Stefanski is putting on Baker Mayfield's plate. If you thought the Browns used a lot of motion a year ago, I'm noticing even more now. Sometimes, you know, three or four shifts before a snap. Who knows if that's something they'll be able to get on the field. Tempo, play calling, the uh, play clock, of course, all has a lot to do with that. But they're trying at practice. And to me, that just shows, the again, the steady progression and what year two with Kevin Zafanski and Baker Mayfield is going to look like. And, and that shouldn't really surprise anybody, but it is reassuring to see the continued improvement and the growing relationship of Kevin and, and Baker Mayfield.
3: What about the defense? A lot of new pieces in there. How has it looked? Have, have they been playing fast? I guess that's the most important thing at this point. Um, do guys look like they're picking it up and playing fast?
2: Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of physicality. The, the pass rush is going to be fierce. I mean, when Jadavion and Miles are both out there and and, and giving a, a real rep, a real effort, it, it's fearsome. You know, they're really making Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills work out there. Uh, John Johnson's all over the field at, at safety. Uh, Anthony Walker was looked real sharp, getting sideline to sideline early in camp. But, of course, he's been out for a while now with that knee sprain. But, yeah, overall, the defense looks fast. They look athletic. And I'm noticing more man defense, too, which with now Troy Hill coming down in the slot, that might be something they try more of this year now that they have the the athletes to do so. Uh, Once you get into game planning for certain teams, though, there's still going to be a lot for this defense to figure out. But just early in camp, uh, athletes tend to win practice, and there's a lot of athletes on the defense.
3: Well, so um, we've talked about this guy briefly. Aditi Kikabwala, um, NFL Network. Um, said there is a wide receiver not named Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham Jr. who is uh, opening some eyes and making the Browns smile.
4: Well, you know, you see him working. That pass right there was just caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones, and this is a young receiver that this fan base is very excited about now. The Browns are in pads. This is only their fourth day in pads. We all know that football in shorts is not the same. But I can tell you, through a few weeks of training camp so far, Donovan Peoples-Jones has certainly showed a lot of potential and a lot of excitement as the Browns think about their future at the wide receiver position.
3: And, Alice, you said he impressed you. What have you seen specifically from Donovan Peoples-Jones?
5: How
2: much time do we have? (laughs) It's, It's really everything. Um, he's getting open vertical. They throw him one deep ball a practice, and it seems like he's matched up with Greedy uh, often, but it really doesn't matter. He he wins them probably, you know, four times out of five. He's winning those, which is remarkable. Uh, I feel like I'm tweeting a, a a 50-yard touchdown of his each day, but then it's more than that. It's more than just the deep ball. He's working underneath well. He, he, you really see his size, you know, that 6'2", 215-pound frame, uh, and that's just off the top of my head. I don't have his weight memorized, but just you look at him, he's really got, you know, a, a stature to him that is impressive. He elevates uh, like any excellent receiver I've, I've covered. Uh, Baker had a high ball on a, a little hitch for him, and he just went up and skied for it. I have a feeling he's going to be able to, you know, break free underneath and, and run with the football. He's just showing a complete skill set. And whether, like I said, whether it's Greedy Williams or A.J. Green or even Denzel Ward, he, he broke Denzel off on a, a deep comeback Uh, last week uh, on the sideline that I saw and it was just a a, a precise and crisp veteran looking route but Denzel was on him like glue and, and Donovan still won the ball he attacks the football whether it's a low ball or a high ball he goes and gets it has strong hands he is really looking like he's coming into his own as just a second year player uh Browns fans should be excited about that in the future of the position, quite frankly.
3: Let me ask you this: Is there another guy or, or a couple of guys that have stood out other than Donovan Peoples-Jones? Everybody has has raved about him. Who else have been some of the, um, you know, the early guys that have stood out in training camp and in that orange and brown practice as well?
2: Yeah, I'll say and Bryant is, is making some steady improvements. Uh, we'll keep it there for a second here, because I do want to mention Jordan Elliott, so don't let me forget that. But uh, with Bryant, he is just doing an excellent job keeping up with Austin Hooper and David Njoku, who are two number one tight ends in this league. And you'd think he could get lost in the shuffle or regress, sophomore slump. And, of course, look, they haven't played any games, but I have to you know, report on what I've seen so far. And Brian's keeping up. I haven't seen a single drop. He's getting open versus man. He's still you know a soft zone uh, beater, and he's making explosive plays. He scored a deep touchdown the other day uh, in the back of the end zone from Case Keenum jumping over a safety. He is keeping up with these two tight ends, which really gives Kevin Safansky an embarrassment of riches and a nice problem to have considering his offense. Uh, on defense, another second-year guy, Jordan Elliott, it just, he looks the part, and he's he's bouncy inside there. It, it looks like D-tackle, the starters, that's going to be Andrew Billings and Malik Jackson if, if I had to project forward. But Jordan Elliott's going to have a, a very healthy role this year in the defense, and it's noticing or it's showing in camp.
3: Yeah, another guy that was uh, part of that draft from a year ago, so making the step that you would want to see in the second year. All right, uh, so Bart Scott, former NFL linebacker um, on ESPN, says that he didn't see a long-term future for Odell Beckham Jr. um, in Cleveland. Here's Bart Scott
5: we know that if he wouldn't have got hurt last year burger he probably wouldn't be on this team the problem is you can't cut a guy until he's able to clear right. waivers and you know and we look at his contract situation it was a natural out but now they're stuck with him because until he passes they can't get rid of him this is an opportunity for them to trade him and get an asset that they need. But years he's been asking to go out there out west where he hangs out in the offseason. I believe he has a home out there, right? Could you imagine sending him? Listen, the LA is all in. They put their chips all the way in the middle. They lost Cam Aper- Acres the other day to Achilles injury. I think that I think that uh, Odell Beckham would be perfect to be traded out there. You know that New England has been taking receipts. Everybody had that smoke, you know, out there. Bill Belichick spent more money in free agency than he's ever spent. Uh And you know him and Cam is a nice, perfect marriage as well, as they can always use enough explosive weapons out there. And, you know, you also know that New Orleans needs a weapon, somebody opposite of Michael Thomas. So it's a market out there for him. He's a guy that's not going to be in his roster after after this year because there's no guaranteed money left on his contract.
3: Yeah, I don't agree. I don't think with any of that. Um, first of all, they need Baker May uh, Baker Mayfield needs him to stretch the defense. Second of all, if he has a good year, I could see them redoing another deal with him. Um, just your thoughts? Yeah,
2: and I agree with all that. Everything you said, not not what Bart Scott had to say. Um, the thing with Odell too is that the Browns control him for uh, two seasons here, and their market to trade him right now feels a- bit non-existent I mean the team that would acquire him you're gonna have to give him some new money so that adds another wrinkle he's coming off an injury he and a very serious one mind you and his numbers have been you know suppressed due to who the injury shortened season a year ago and then you know some male you know, practice with Freddie Kitchens in 2019 but so what where's the value and what, what would make the Browns pull the trigger there when best case scenario or you know, even middle, middle, upper middle class scenario. We'll call it Odell's a 1200 yard receiver and scores, you know, seven, eight, nine times. And then you figure it out in the off season. This team has a very much win now mode. They're not talking about it because why would they, that's not how they're built. But if you look at the, this team's roster construction, the contract situation, uh, aside from Odell, they're, they're in win. Now this is, I've been saying it uh, since May, this is going to be the best roster Baker Mayfield, Ever plays with, and if ever is not a area you want to operate in, then it's the best roster he'll play with within the next four or five years of his career. It's just that's just how the, the contracts fell. You know, Austin Hooper's making a lot of money next year, that might cost them Wyatt Teller. So, the, you know, these are this is much bigger than Odell Beckham Jr., and that's why this is a win now situation. And if they're playing an AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, they'll figure out the money later,
3: yeah. And, and they're a run team, yes, but. Odell Beckham helps them run because he takes people out of where they want to run to. So that's uh, that, that's, uh, that's getting a little old on the national thing with trade o- Odell. So we'll move on from that. All right, we're going to step aside, take a quick timeout on the other side of the break. Ellis and I, um, ESPN, answers the question, which of Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson will win a Super Bowl first? That's straight ahead on Sports for CLE. Stay with us.
6: Life is getting back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tri-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. So, what are you waiting for? Register now for fall classes. Tri-C is where futures begin.
1: When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original. The Original Mattress Factory.
3: Sports for CLE continues. We continue talking Browns football. ESPN's first take. The question was asked, which of Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson will win a Super Bowl?
6: Neither of you think it's Baker Mayfield, but Cleveland has the number three offense in the NFL. Why?
7: I'm not sold on Baker. I think that he deserves a lot of credit for the year that he had last year. Um, I think that Kevin Stefanski has done an exceptional job of coaching him. And Baker Mayfield is on the way up. But when we saw Josh Allen sign six years, 250 million, 58 million extension, I Mm -hmm. was sitting there, guys, wondering, why the hell is everybody talking about Baker Mayfield? Like, oh, because Josh Allen got this money. Now let's see what Baker Mayfield is going to get. He can't make any argument for $258 million because Baker Mayfield Hasn't been that kind of talent. Love his moxie, love his guts, uh, love the talent that he's shown and the improvement and his level of focus and dedication. He deserves a lot of credit, and I'm rooting for him to be successful, albeit not against the Steelers. But that's a different level that we're talking about here. He's not a Josh Allen. He's not one of those elite quarterbacks that's going to garner that kind of money. We haven't seen that kind of potential from Baker Mayfield. We don't need to act like we have.
3: Let's bring back in Ellis Williams. And um, Ellis, you know, it's kind of interesting. I don't think the gap between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield is as big as it's played out to be nationally. And, And I think it would be interesting to see how both Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson did if they went through some of the similar things that Baker Mayfield has had to go through in his first four years, first three years.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. These things need to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. You know, the, the Bills made the playoffs the year before Josh Allen arrived and the Ravens came off 9-7 and seven and 8-8 eight and eight respective records. And meanwhile, we all know what was going on in Cleveland. You know, a, a weaker quarterback may have been broken just by the 2019 experience within itself. But Baker Mayfield is still the quarterback in Cleveland and finished last year as, as one of the hottest single callers in the game. And – Truthfully, a a Wyatt Teller blown block against Chris Jones, and maybe the the Browns are still driving and go on to beat Kansas City. And this conversation is probably much different, even though it shouldn't be, because I do understand the argument. Mm -hmm. There there is no debate that Baker Mayfield's resume does not match up with those two. Lamar Jackson, of course, is a league MVP in 2019, and then Josh Allen a year ago is second team All Pro and has made a Pro Bowl and was MVP runner up to Aaron Rodgers' incredible season. Those are the facts. But again, you have to judge it case by case and include all the variables. And then it comes down to the player itself. You know, of course, there's a running dynamic to both Josh and Lamar that Baker doesn't have. But I do want people to understand that Baker's ability to scramble was a huge part of the offense late last year. And if that continues, then maybe there isn't much to make of that. Like Baker is as good on his feet or as efficient on his feet as he can be. And that's saying a lot for a guy who's considered a pocket thrower. Um, so with, when it comes to how this plays out, it, it's going to play out with Baker being a $40 million quarterback at some point. That's what Dak Prescott's at. Does he get to 43 and a half like Josh Allen's at? I'm not sure. Pat Mahomes sits atop the league at 45, but uh, timings on Baker's side. That's just how these contracts play out. Baker's situation's on his side because he's going to come out and have a robust monster season with, with the best O-line in football, all his offensive weapons in a year two in Kevin Stefanski. And then you come back next year and hit the negotiation table. This is going to work out really well for Baker Mayfield, assuming he continues to make the progressions he's making. And then we're going to be talking about Lamar, Josh Allen and Baker all in the same company. Again, the only difference is timing. And, And if this Josh Allen deal wouldn't have gotten done before week one, they would have, you know, it's been already been reported that they were going to let it go throughout the season. So we were, you know, it's all timing. We could have been sitting here with no Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson or Baker deal. It just so happened. This one worked out and, The Ravens will pay Lamar eventually, and Baker eventually will also get his money.
3: Yeah, and you know what? The Haslams will gladly write the check when the Browns are winning because it's money well spent. Ellis Williams, Browns beat reporter for Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Great to see you again. Great to have you on. Always appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks very much, Ellis. Yep, yeah, we'll see you again soon. Thanks, guys. All right, Ellis Williams, Browns Beat Reporter for Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. That'll do it uh, for this edition of Sports for CLE. We will see you again tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Scheduled guests, Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan and Tim Bielik from The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow at 4 on Sports for CLE.